So good to be together on the Lord's Day to worship God and praise Him. These updates, uh, our son-in-law, Matt Richardson, is having, has had radiation treatment. Things are going real well at this time. And they're, uh, the, this thing's been removed, but they're going to start some radiation treatments here in the next few days. But he is doing very well. We're glad to see that. Uh, my wife, Sylvia, is not with me today. She is in Knoxville for a family reunion. And that they don't get to meet together very often, so that she's there today. And uh, my babysitters are my son and daughter-in-law, Bill and Jennifer. Uh, they don't realize what they're in for. <laughs> yeah, even uh, 70, 74 year olds are a whole lot worse than two year olds, okay. I'm thankful that Brother Joel allowed me to have the privilege of preaching again today. I promise you that giving up preaching after 33 and a half years was the toughest thing I've ever had to do. But I'm so glad that we have this congregation here at Saudi, still God's family. I want you to turn in your song books, song number 40. We're going to be looking at, uh, we're not we're reading some verses from scripture, I'll have a few of those, but uh, I want to focus on this song today. I've got about uh, 500 favorite songs. I've got about 25 real favorite songs, but this is my most favorite song in all the world. As you look at the uh, page there, just below the words, be with me, Lord, on the left side, you'll find the uh, name of Thomas O. Chisholm. He is the man who wrote the words for this song. You'll notice also above his name is 1110-1110. That's the meter of the song. The first phrase has 11 syllables. Be with me, Lord, I cannot live without thee. The next one is 10 syllables. I dare not tie to take one step alone. And throughout all this song, every verse is in that 11-10 mode. And there's only five or six songs in our whole book that have that. It's a very rare, very rare uh, mode. What's interesting about it is my second favorite song in all the world is How Great Thou Art. And it is one of those 11-10 songs. So you can take the tune of Be With Me, Lord, and sing How Great Thou Art, or you can take the tune of How Great Thou Art and sing Be With Me, Lord, and it'll fit perfectly. On the right side of the page, you'll notice the uh, man who wrote the notes, Brother L.O. Sanderson. He's known throughout the Brotherhood for writing many songs. We have several songs that he has written in his book. Wonderful man. I've heard him speak several times over the past years. And he sent me this note about it. He says, uh, he had, Brother Sanderson had written the notes to the song, but couldn't come up with the words for them. But he said, uh, one week, one night during the week, he wrote out the song numbers. He said, about eight days passed when I received a letter from Thomas O. Chisholm, who had long written words for me. He wrote that he had retired on the very same night I was working, and a theme for us poem seemed to command his attention. Finally, after midnight on that same Tuesday, 
he got up and wrote out the poem. He was sending it to me to see what I thought about it. A rare combination. The notes and the words were written the same night by two men. And Brother Chisholm, uh, Mr. Chisholm, he was not a, a member of the Lord's Church, he was a Methodist. But his wife was dying of cancer at the time when he wrote those words. So this song means a whole lot to me. I've been leading singing for 60 years. And this is a song I love to sing. I go through the words of this song every night, the last thing before I have my final prayer. And oftentimes in the day, I'll sing it six or eight times to myself. This song reminds me of the fact that I have a personal relationship with God Almighty. And you as his child do the same. God is the creator of everything. But he created you. And he created me. Special, individual, and different from anybody else in this world. We've all got different fingerprints. We've all got different personalities. We've all got a thinking process of different. There's one thing we have in common. He is our Lord and our God. And he loves us so richly. He loved us so much that he came to this world to die on the cross for our sins. In this song, you will notice the references to me. I, me, or my are mentioned ten times in this song. And there are, I mean, there are 16 references to my name, or to me, or I. But there are ten references to God. He calls him Lord, Thee, Thy, and Thou. We're so distinct and individual. But God gives us the resources that we need to be our successful in our lives. I love to speak from the Bible and sing from the words of God and pray and worship God. I want to live for Him. And I want to remind you of this. I did not evolve from some lower form of life. I've studied science all my life. I've got a bachelor degree in science and a doctorate level degree in science. I believe everything that science can prove. The word science comes from the Latin word skio, to know, is knowledge. And I love science. But I will never believe that I evolved from some lower form of life. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. I want to read those to you. You're very familiar with the passage from the beginning of time. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. He's not like a dog or a cat or a fish. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the pile of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, God created man in his own image. I am born from God spiritually. God does not have spiritual contacts with cows and snakes and dogs. He has it with you and you and you and me. So God made it them his image. In the male of God he created them, female and male. We are special, unique individuals and God knows every one of us and knows our hearts. 
Folks, that makes my religion very personal. And I hope it does with you too. Because we are in God's image, we have the privilege of knowing who he is and the opportunity to learn of him and serve our lives for him. Now this song, Be With Me, Lord, this is a very vital part of my life. Like I say, I sing it every day. Let's look at verse number one. Be with me, Lord. I cannot live without thee. I dare not try to take one step alone. I cannot bear the loads of life unaided. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. The Lord gives me strength. That's the point I want you to get from verse number one. I've never been a strong guy. You can tell by looking at me. When I graduated from high school, I weighed 118 pounds. Try finding pants to fit a boy eight, that, with 28-inch waist and 32 long pants. It's hard to find. I have never been in a physical fight in all my life because I don't want to get beat up. Question, why would I not want to be with my Lord? A baby can't survive without his parents. Those parents will supply anything and everything that child, infant needs for his well-being. That is exactly what God did when he sent Jesus to Calvary. The perfect Son of God sacrificed himself so that Bill Greer could be saved. And you submit your name there also. As finite, frail human beings, we're not perfect. We must have God's ongoing power and control in our lives. That's what makes that verse, that song so good. Notice the last part of verse number, uh, uh, the song number one. He says, I cannot bear the loads of life of a unaided. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. Praise God for that. Therefore, I will allow God's power and eternal strength to control my life, not me. Verse number two. Verse four, do that. Let's go back and sing verse number one. Be with me, Lord, I cannot live without thee. I dare not try to take one step alone. I cannot bear the loads of life unaided. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. Amen. Verse number two. Look at the words. We know that dangers will threaten us. Danger is defined in the dictionary as exposure to injury or pain or harm or loss. Danger is not good. When danger appears, it presents fear in our lives, does it not? We've all been in a situation like this. Something approaches. What can I do? I don't know what to do. 
How am I going to survive this ordeal? Danger produces insecurity. The fear of the unknown is, makes us insecure. Dangers will occur to every one of us in this room throughout our lives. We sometimes suffer falls, sicknesses, wrecks, fires, injuries. In this sin-filled world, every person will face challenges and difficulties and dangers that they don't know how to handle. Sometimes these fears are unanticipated. We can't always prepare for the problems that are coming to us until they've overtaken us. When dangers come in our lives, we can rely upon our faith in God. As his children, we can be confident that he will supply us with all the resources and courage we need. What will a parent do for a child? Anything and everything, regardless of the cost. <clears throat> My sickness is called multiple system atrophy. It's a neurological disease in the Parkinson's disease family. Only 60,000 people have this disease. I can prove to you that I'm weird. <clears throat> but the entire neurological system of your body wears down, slows down. My doctor explained to me this way. It's kind of like your car battery. You buy that new car, it's got a 72-month battery guarantee. But every day, you burn out some of that energy, and it goes down and down and down and down. That's what it is with this disease I have. And like I say, there's no known treatment for that. I have, incidentally, donated my body to Vanderbilt University because this is a brain disease, and they need brains. When I was in dental school, I had the privilege of dissecting a human body, the most faith-building thing I've ever done in my life. It gave me more confidence and faith in God. And if my feeble little brain can help somebody with the research that they find, that will be good. This truly, as verse number two says, is a trial above my head. You see, I can't solve the problem. Many times in our life we have problems, but we can finally solve them. But because I am God's child, I do not fear. I am not afraid. I thank God every day several times for the wonderful life that he has given me. And I'm prepared to leave this physical life at any time he calls. Let's sing verse number two. Be with me, Lord, and then if dangers threaten, if storms of trial burst above my head, if lashing seas leap everywhere about me, they cannot harm nor make my heart afraid. Look at verse number three. <clears throat> As a child of God, I know that I am the recipient of the greatest blessing any human being can have. I was baptized in the Lord's Church in April of 1957 at the Tyner Church of Christ. I became his spiritual child. 
Oh, I had a wonderful physical mother and father. But that spiritual birth gave me a whole new life. Children of God, when we repent of our sins, he remembers them no more. He blots out our sins. Remember that even as Christians, we make mistakes from time to time and we sin. But God, our Savior, forgives those sins. In Acts chapter 3, verse number 19, Peter was preaching, and he said, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Do you thank God every day for the fact that you're his child? And I find myself quite frequently asking God to have to forgive me of transgressions of his sin. And because I'm his child, I know he does that. He blots out our sins as if they never occurred. As a child of God, I can therefore face every day without a doubt of what the end of the day will bring for me. Because he has forgiven me. He is always with me. I am never alone. Those of you who have lost a mate or a child understands the idea and concept of loneliness. We never know what this world is going to bring us. But because we have Jesus with us, we're never alone. Therefore, when life is wonderful and happy and joyful, I know he is there. But when it's hard and painful and sin and sad, he is always with me. His continuing abiding presence was with me. Wherever I am, I can face any and every trial that Satan will cast against me. Look at verse number three. <clears throat> Be with me, Lord, no other gift or blessing thou couldst bestow. Could with this one compare all constant sense of thy abiding presence where'er I am to feel that thou art near. Isn't it wonderful to know that you can have confidence as God's child? He will always give you the resources that you need. What a blessing it is to know my Savior is near all the day long. <clears throat> Excuse me, now let's look at verse number four. We live in a sin-filled world under the influence of Satan. Satan meant to Adam and Eve, the only two people on planet earth, and tempted them to do what God told them not to do. And in the Garden of Eden, sin entered this world. And they fell into sin. And as a result of that, Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's you. And that's me. We recognize that and appreciate that, don't we? 
Every bad thing that has ever occurred in this life came about as a result of man's sinfulness. The Garden of Eden was perfect. God supplied them with everything they needed. But the serpent pulled them away from God. The world we live in today Every commercial you see, it's all about you. You need this. You need this. Oh, look how good you look with that. Look how strong you'd be. Whatever it be. The world is appealing to you all the time. As a result of that. This world is now full of selfishness. And greed. And lust. And ego. Truly, it's a gimme, gimme, gimme world, isn't it? And even as children of God. We're going to face these difficulties from Satan's influences. We must face loneliness and pain. In those last lines there, he says, And when shall come the hour of my departure? I don't know. You don't know. My doctors told me I've got two or three years to live, and that may be fine. It may be more of that. It may be less than that. I don't know. My departure from this world will be decided by God Almighty, not me. It may be to May, tomorrow, whenever. We cannot know. But this we can remember. When the hour of time shall come for my departure for worlds unknown. I can't comprehend heaven. We sometimes sing that song, How Beautiful Heaven Must Be. And I can't wait to get there. But also, I cannot comprehend how awful hell is. But I know enough from the Word of God to know that I don't want to be there. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be no happiness or joy or peace in hell. From the time that Adam and Eve took that forbidden fruit, Satan entered the world. He has attacked every one of us. And I cannot tell you yet how wonderful heaven will be, but I know this. Where the eternal God and creator of the universe dwells, and his only begotten son who died for my sins dwells, and all the saints of the past are going to be there. And so I pray this. When the hour of my departure may come for worlds unknown. O oh Lord be with me then. Think about that. Sing verse 4. Be with me, Lord, when loneliness o'ertakes me, when I must weep amid the fires of pain. And when shall come the hour of my departure for words unknown, O Lord, be with me then.
Let that think in. Let that sink in. Keep that in your mind every day. You've heard this old skinny preacher say, think about heaven every day, and I do it countless times. <clears throat> now, I need to mention this. The ones who will be in heaven will be those who have been saved from their sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. As we extend the invitation this morning, I want to read you some direct quotes from Jesus Christ. Well, they're recorded by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But they are direct quotes from Jesus while he was on this earth. <clears throat> In Luke chapter 11, and you might want to write these verses down because it's a good, simple plan of salvation. <clears throat> Luke chapter 11, verse 28. These are all the exact words of Jesus Christ. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. I'll never become a child of God until I hear the word of God. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 24, If ye believe that I am he, ye shall, if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. John 8, 24. I must believe in Jesus if I'm going to be saved. In Luke chapter 13, verse 3, Jesus said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. To repent means to change. You want to go south, but you look at the compass on your car, you're going north. What you've, got to, you've got to go back around and change to get on the right track. Jesus said, unless you're willing to do that, you will not go to heaven. In Luke chapter 12, verse number 8, Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess me before men... Him will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven. Can you imagine? And again, my finite mind cannot do it yet. But to stand before the judgment bar of God. I understand it's physical. I can't give you a physical, a physical it's spiritual. I can't give you a physical picture of it. But what if you were introduced to the King of England or Scotland or the President of the United States, somebody, or Roy or somebody, you would be very quiet and humble. You don't know what's going to happen, do you? But when I stand before God in judgment as His child, Jesus, my Savior, would be standing beside me and said, I confess, Bill, to you, God. That's personal, isn't it? That's individual. That's real. And then in order to be saved, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse number 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The word baptismo in the Greek language means to cover over, to bury. It's not a sprinkling. It's not a drop of holy water on your forehead. Well, you see, when you are buried in that watery grave of baptism, you are giving your spiritual life now and forever to God Almighty. And just as Jesus Christ was buried, 
He was killed and buried. But he was raised from the grave by the power of God. To those who are Christians, we live our lives to him. We dedicate our entirety to his being. When the hour comes for my departure, whenever that may be, I want the Lord on my side, don't you? There's no way I would rather leave this world. And I cannot conceive of leaving this world without God. Again, my favorite song in all the world. When shall come the hour of my departure for worlds unknown? O Lord, be with me then. As you look into your heart today, can you say that? I want you to think about that. If you cannot, why not? We've given you a beautiful gospel invitation today. If you need to respond, please come forward and let us know together as we stand and sing this song.